Right. So what I've realized is that back in generations, people have certain traits that get passed down. For example, black people have um, dreadlocks and um, certain people have certain cultures that is unique to their culture. And there's thousands of cultures, thousands of tribes and kind of thousands of uh, people's own way of living. And now because of how we can now fly to any country, we can connect to any country. We are eating every country's food, live in every country. We can see every country's culture, every country's religion, everything. It's all like merged into one big pot. So now it's not just um, a black person's um, dreads. Can't just be specific to black people anymore because everyone is now integrated as a whole. It's almost like saying certain foods uh kind of uh so example uh rice right traditionally you could say it's asia right i'm i'm half singapore and you could say that it's uh, an asian dish well now the whole world's eating rice so now there's no such thing as this tribe is this only it's now everything and that means there's there's no rules in terms of um cultures foods religions um sexes genders lifestyle choices there is no literally this or that anymore because it's all merged into one pot which means anyone can do anything um but still that comes with stigma because there's different countries with different laws and some countries have established laws for longer than others and some haven't at all and everyone's like now trying to just make everyone's life similar to other people but other people haven't caught up yet and it's just like one big mess of that's mine, but then it's like, well, no, it's everyone's because we're all equal, we're all human, we're all, we're all the same. But it's like, well, no, but I created this for my tribe. And it's like, well, you know, people wanna be let into other countries around the world. And so you've got, like I say, a white person coming into Asia feeling different, right? And then you've got like a black person going into say France feeling different. So you have that stigma of this is our country, this is my tribe, this is my type of food, my religion, this is my type of hairstyle. But then at the same time, it's like we have to allow everyone to come in and be equal. So it's like a massive, you know what I mean? It's like a massive mess. Like, yeah. where, where, where do we go from here? It's a, it's a very, very beautiful thing, actually, because if you think about even like 10 years ago, it wasn't that that you could like so easily travel to the different countries. Like at the moment, it's a bit more restricted. But now you can see like on television, on social media, you can like you can embrace different cultures. And sometimes like people are too protective of the culture. Like this is mine. And you can't like and like if you wear like that certain hairstyle, I will kind of like look down on you because it's mine and you are stolen mine. But I think like everything is shared with each other, because if you think about like really back in the days, there was not like there was not really kind of like this is mine or this is yours because everything was shared. We didn't have that that kind of like sense of um, people stealing my things just because if you really think about it now, the only reason that we are having this perspective of like people are wearing my clothes, they are eating my um, my country products is because it's more awareness around it. It's like the social media. You can see people that are uh, that are Chinese that are eating like fries. You can see like uh, white people that are eating like um, dishes from like Indonesia or Africa. It's a kind of like more like an awareness around this. And that's just why like people are kind of like making a fuss out of it because they have now seen it, but it's always already been there. Um, if you even think about products, like the majority of the products, they are coming from China, but people didn't used to think about it because they don't think about like the, the small components that are like made in China and they just use it. 
But now there's like a big awareness around this. And this is why like people are talking more about it. So I think the news has definitely like an impact. Social media has definitely like an impact about it. Uh, but I think personally, I think it's a beautiful thing because I have friends from all different cultures. And I think it's a beautiful thing that we always share different foods. It enriches our like perspective or cultures or like sense of like, what food is it's it's so much more than just uh just for example like me i'm from holland it's just more than just the potatoes or like the the uh, pea soup it's more like i can eat chinese food i can like eat african food it's so much richer than than it used to be so i think it's it's a beautiful thing and i don't think like we should all be too protective of it because people still think it they know that it's originated from your country but it's nice to share it with like people from different cultures that have never experienced it because then you also create like accepting of like accepting what different kind of foods are, different clothing are. So the awareness around it, I think it's so beautiful and we should all like share um, our cultures with each other. Yeah, obviously we've we've come from like small tribes and sort of staying in mm -hmm. a, a small type of pack just because we, we know each other. We can see if that one's a threat because we recognize them or not. So a pack of like 30 because you can't really remember anyone else after 30 because, you know, it's just yeah. too much. But then even now you've got a whole world of a pack, then that the pack is now gone from 30 right in the middle of, say, Africa or whatever to like 8 billion, right? 8 billion meaning online. You can now see every pack online everyone's seeing the same thing they're kind of imagine a pack leader um, in africa knows how to take a banana off a tree and it's crafted that banana from seeing its past generations of packs and now it's just nice and simple now everyone's online being exposed to every leader of a pack's way of life way of living way of eating way of thinking way of seeing that everyone's exposed to that but at the same time they're also exposed to thousands of other tribe leaders so now it's like contradictory and so now you're being influenced by this and seeing that and you think that's right and that's wrong then the other people might not be seeing the same stuff from the, that specific leader they might be seeing stuff from another leader so now when you kind of meet up in person you now have seen different types of mindsets from different leaders and then you start arguing because you saw this person say this and they saw that and, it, and there's, there's no right or wrong. It's just what mm -hmm. I focused on was this person teaching this and what you focused on was that. But this is why there's so many uh, arguments and why governments are going to shit and religions are being disrespected because it's all coming down to my opinion is now better than yours. And it's like, there's, there's no opinion, just like a black person does not own um, dreads because when I sleep with long hair, when I had long hair mm -hmm. and I slept on it, I didn't brush it, it became knotted and matted and dready, <laughs> right? So if you go back in the day, um, African people just laying on the floor. They don't have shavers to cut their hair, becomes a big Afro and it just gets knotted. And over time it gets longer and knotted because it's now the weight is pulling it down as opposed to, you know, springing up like an Afro. And then it just becomes knotted. Right. Um, and even for <laughs> white people, right. Caveman days. I'm sure we were laying on like Jesus was laying on his sleeping on his side. His hair would get matted. So why is it specific to a black person having dreaded hair? Any human being that sleeps on the hair, even like a donkey or a, or a dog. My dog had loads of matted uh, hair when she's like lying down, golden retriever. It's not unique to black person. So when I start saying I'm going to get my hair dreaded, right? People are all oh, cultural disappropriation. I'm like, what the fuck are you on about, right? No one owns shit in this life. Yeah. And it comes down to evolution. Everything has to evolve. 
gay marriage wasn't a thing back in the day. You know, black people couldn't go on the bus back in the day. Everything has evolved from the last thing. Everything. I remember years ago when I was at school seeing a guy at the bus station. It was quite clearly a bloke. He was wearing a dress. And back then you'd be like tranny or, or weirdo or why is that bloke wearing a dress? Now we are aware it's not just necessarily a fantasy of, you know, being dressing up as a woman. It's a mind thing. He might have struggled his whole life thinking that he is a girl like um, Bruce Jenner. Right. So now mm-hmm. we have a total understanding and respect completely different to what it was then. And the point I'm making is that everything comes from somewhere, everything back from campfire, catching a fish, cooking a fish, you know, narrowing the spear. Everything comes from somewhere. So it's not about this isn't right or this isn't wrong. It's about where are we going? Where's the majority going? Majority always wins. Laws only change when the majority speak up. And literally overnight, something that you can consider right or wrong or a law that's law or not law can change based on majority. And everything keeps evolving if the majority want it to go that way. And you just got to keep keep moving forward or you get left behind. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely like an interesting um, interest, interesting um, uh, perspective to see it. Just because sometimes, like we we might feel conscious of like implementing something from a different culture, and sometimes that consciousness is maybe like that we are feeling: is this actually? Can I only limit myself to what's actually maybe like what what are you are like Singaporean? Can I only limit myself to like my culture? And it's kind of like that maybe like subconsciously we think about like oh actually if I do this if I have in your case like if you have like certain dreads am I implementing something in, into my uh, my looks that is actually not fundamentally for my culture is that something that you kind of like think that is uh, that is actually that you're being judged on or is it kind of like that you feel more conscious about it well, what do you think is yeah, it more so conscious I, I don't really care what anyone thinks about me. I'm just aware that some people might be thinking that. Not, it's not going to bother me. I'm still going to do it, but I'm just aware. If you're a regular listener, you'll have heard me talk about crypto and how it's the future. I've learned from all my mistakes through trial and error since 2015, and I never make a mistake twice. I was going round in circles investing small amounts that I decided just to trust my intuition and go for it properly with big money. And so I borrowed £7,000 on the credit cards, which was a massively ballsy move, which I would tell no one to do, and got my balance up to 35 k in two months. So I've decided to set up a Discord group where I will inform the group when I'm placing my trade and what coin I'm trading so you can copy me if you wish. I compound my balance but you can trade with whatever amount you can afford to lose. I trust myself and my system enough to trade with a million pounds which I will do one day soon but that's me. You're in control whether you copy me or don't. There is no fee. Join my Discord group to receive real-time notifications when I trade. Link is in the podcast description. Whether you join or not I will still be trading. The only difference is you can do too through my wisdom that there's going to be some people seeing that and thinking why is a white boy got dreads right it's natural right a black person might be like why is he doing that right she's not trying to be offensive she's not judging it's just the thought because in her culture i say only black people wear it right the same as you know stereotypical chinese people have straight hair really straight like thin hair right so when you see somebody like i don't know an afro you'd be like why is that chinese guy got an afro right it's not offensive. It's just an observation based on a stereotype. Like if you're expecting a sheep to bar and it starts to move, mm-hmm. you're going to think, hmm, 
Why is that sheep mooing? I'm sure sheep go bar. And then that thought passes by and you go about your day. Um, and it's just, I'm aware. I'm just aware that, that people are judging, people are critiquing, just aware. Yeah, I think awareness is just like, awareness is it's it's good. But I think, think if, um, if it's as long as you're aware and it doesn't impact impact the person, I think that's that's kind of like the most important thing because there will always be people judging about it. Even though if you are like the, the best speaker and you are like doing so many things right for like the 99%, there will always be one person, one percent that is going to judge you. And that's something that we should like be uh, accepting as well because we can't change a person. Um, it can't change like every single person. It's just that as long as we are kind of like accepting that there are people out there that are like that, I think we always be in in the in a in like a feeling of like okay, I'm actually okay that there's like one person that or one percentage that will like judge me, but I'm not gonna change with that because this is how I am. And I think like authentically, if you're authentically yourself you do not do things because you want to be part of a group you will always be um you will always be your okay, happy self but don't just let like the one percentage kind of like make anybody question themselves that they can only limit themselves to like a, only what their heritage is so i think that's kind of like this this part of like accepting it but also like don't have like somebody else to impact you because it's a it's a very difficult thing to have like other opinion not to impact you like the external environment but at the same time like if you are really your authentic self and you're like okay this is who i am and i am not only one culture i'm like so of so many different cultures and i embrace everything that i am then there that's like the beauty of who you are and that's the beauty of like who, who everybody is nowadays because everything is blended at the moment everybody's like all the children like most of the children are mixed they have like mixed blood uh, mixed origins from like different countries like there's like there's like a, a small percentage is only like um uh like a pure pure one uh, one nationality so at the moment things are changing and we should just accepting it and if like, it's a one percentage that is like not accepting for it like don't let us impact our ourselves and don't let like our beautiful star uh stop shining so yeah accepting it and then just like embracing other people's opinions as well and then leave it on the side because it's not part of uh part of who you are that i never judge people because i know what it's like to be judged and i also know that everyone has a story right so it's when, I, when I'm like out and about and I'm with people, I'm never judging, I'm observing, okay? Mm -hmm. So I'm aware that this is that, you are that. I'm aware, but and I'm observing, not consciously observing and like going over dialogue in my head. Oh, she's got this color hair, she's got that color shoes, why is she doing that? It's just like a presence of seeing like another human being in front of me, kind of acknowledging in one moment that they are this, kind of like characterizing, summarizing like a blurb of a book. Yeah, but it's not like I'm purposely doing it for any reason. It's just I'm aware that this is that and um, there's nothing to it. So being aware that this person is different, but not having to say anything is the beauty because we're not all the same. You can say we follow the same laws. We're all human race, same blood, whatever bullshit. But we're all different, right? Different brains, different minds, different family, different culture, different things we like. We are different, right? And that's OK rather than saying the differences and then obviously arguments come from it, just become aware that we are different and that's it. Keep like your inner thoughts 
to yourself, keep any negative energy, keep your uh, disharmonious thought beliefs in your head rather than say it. And that comes down to um, like awareness that we're kind of cohabiting amongst a massive, massive society. You're going to come across so many people that think completely different to you. And that's okay. Don't say anything. If you look at a field, there's always a buffalo and a bird just sat on its back, right? Buffalo's like, get the fuck off my back, mate. It just, they're just cohabiting, right? Or there's flies around a horse's eye drinking water. He's just accepted the fact that for thousands of years, he's seen his mother and his cousins and his brothers and other horses in the field, also with flies in their eyes. He's like, there's so much energy trying to get these flies off my eyes. I'm just going to accept the fact that for the rest of my life, every summer, there's going to be a load of flies drinking <laughs> water around my eye. I've just got to accept it, right? And then you just kind of adapt that that person's there. We're living in a place where that person's going to be like that. And um, when you accept and surrender the indifferences in society, you become at peace with yourself because people only get angry and stressed when their thoughts do not match their environment, meaning they have a preconception of what something should be in the first place. And then they're not like you bring a child up to be not noisy, right, on the train. And then you've got some mother who's got a poor baby screaming its head off. And you're thinking, fucking hell, shut your kid up. Like, that's, can you not control your kid? And they're like, well, actually, as I've grown up, my mother taught me to let the kid cry out. Because if you give it attention, it will cry. And then you'll give it attention and it will just keep crying for attention, right? So when you just accept the fact that, okay, I had a, a belief system from my mother that kids aren't supposed to cry doesn't mean everyone else has to be like this when I'm on the train if I see a noisy kid just embrace it that that's like one in a few thousand scenarios that that noisy kid is noisy and the rest of the time your train journey is lovely and peaceful then you have to think okay what if that baby's ill what if that mother is struggling by herself what if she didn't have a mother to teach her how to shut the baby up what if she can't afford milk to put milk in her mouth and then you suddenly mm-hmm. have this empathetic empathetic mindset in that moment as opposed to a judgmental mindset because you've literally become aware of your thoughts and how they're not matching your environment understanding why they're not matching your environment and then you become aware how they don't need to match your environment because you're on a train for the thousands of cultures and you just become completely aware all the time as you said when you're authentically yourself and you know who you are and you know what life is about you can only see the beauty in everything. And then you've actually want to, you might want to go up to that child or mother and say, can I help you? Do you need some money? Do they want a diaper? Can I help? And you connect as a human being at that time and you feel so good. And then the baby stops crying probably. And that mother's so grateful yeah. that when everyone's <laughs> judging you, when everyone was judging her and she can feel, you can feel when the mother's on a train, and the baby's screaming. You can feel people are observing her, judging her. They are aware. They're thinking, noisy mother. She's so conscious. She's probably got anxiety. She can't help her fucking baby crying. But you can probably feel the pressure that she's felt. Imagine a nice person like me comes up to her and says, can I help you? That's just going to balance her out. It's going to make her day. And you feel great at that time. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. I think uh, I think it's like a best thing, like, we always have like this kind of like judgment head on and it's like natural because we always have like an opinion on something but if we come like from a place that is kind of like more like an understanding place rather than like a judging place it will shift so much other things as well going back to your point about like when we are implementing things from like different cultures that we maybe like feel judged by like that culture where we kind of like have um or hairstyle or food coming from if we look at the flip side as well for me coming from like a dutch culture i 
I felt that I had to become like more Dutch to be accepted. So that's kind of like a different part of like seeing things because I was born in Holland um, as a Chinese person. I had my own Chinese birthday song. So I was immediately classified as something different. But even though I'm Chinese, I felt I had to be like Dutch because I had to be become like accepted. And that was like my mindset for such a long time. And that's also like an angle that people also go to because they think like if I am different, if I'm my authentic self, like I come from like a Chinese culture, but if I'm like completely Chinese, or my my um, or my fellow a classmate are not going to accept me so i have to become like dutch and that's something that we sometimes forget like these dutch people maybe think about like way is way why is way so um so dutch she's chinese but that's kind of like what they make out, out of it because i'm thinking i have to become dutch because if i'm not then i'm not going to be accepted and i have like uh, when I was doing my internship as well, I had my supervisor telling me, he said to me, uh, Wei, because you are, because you have a Chinese name, you already have like, you're already one point behind everyone else that is Dutch. So you have to work extra hard. And I'm conscious about like my, uh, my uh, maybe like my blended accent because I'm like bilingual. And then I'm also conscious about that I don't look uh, Dutch. And I'm conscious about my name is not Dutch. So we have to become like different in order for us thinking about like that we have to be accepted. So that's also an angle that we're thinking of like, okay, that's maybe like a person why, uh, why that person is kind of like adapting a different culture into their life. Because in her head, she wants to be accepted by the majority of the culture because she doesn't want to be different. So that's also like an angle where some people, they think about like, in order to be accepted, I have to become part of it. And that's not always the right thing because now I am now a bit older. I am accepting now that actually like my beauty is also in my own culture. And I never realized that um, I could embrace it like that. That is something so beautiful because everything around me was always like a different culture and you feel lost. You feel like you don't belong. But at the same time, like you are everything. I'm like Dutch because I was born here, but I'm also Chinese. And that those cultures together, like I'm not like I'm not either Dutch or either Chinese. I'm both of it. And people around me, they like don't they maybe they don't understand like why I am being Dutch because I also wanted to like back then I really want to be part of the Dutch culture. And that was was by becoming part of it and then becoming like learning about the customs and about the culture. And that's also like an important thing, but it doesn't classify me as like, I want to be someone else that I'm not. It's just because it's part of my upbringing. And that's something people too quickly to judge. That's amazing. What's coming to my mind is when my dad was adopted when he was nine, he came from Singapore. So he's pretty much yeah. the only brown person in a class full of white people, right? A few black people, whatever. And rather than being a black sheep and sort of just going into your own corner and doing your own thing and becoming even more isolated with the rest of the class, he was a boxer and he was a, a champion boxer. And so he was respected and he was a leader. So you've got two ways of looking at it. Chinese person comes to a Holland environment. She can either take charge and lead her Chinese um, background morals ways and teach other people and help them understand so they respect you and then they follow you as well as them knowing that you are adapting to the Holland lifestyle or you can automatically think I'm different they're gonna and presume they're judging me and sort of be a different way or just focus on your Chinese culture or 
just focus on the Holland trait and forget the Chinese culture because that's a, that's a you can't win either way. You're sacrificing one to gain another, but it's both wrong because what it should be is what I am is what I am. I'm aware of my environment, so I have to adapt. Like if you are in a pub and it's really quiet, you can't be noisy and shouting and fucking around because that's 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 not respectful. You've got to adapt to your environment, rapport. But at the same time, when you go home, you can be your Chinese authentic self. And um, my dad was the person who was respected and leaded, even though he was the only brown person in the class, right? Mm. Um, as opposed to like what well, I was at school, I was different. I had Tourette's, I was half Asian, whatever. I didn't take charge, didn't lead. And therefore I was the black sheep as opposed to what I call the shepherd amongst the sheep. So what you were saying basically is people need to be shepherds amongst the sheep, meaning he's not a sheep, he's a shepherd, he's different, but he can lead the pack within. Whereas I was a black sheep. I wasn't leading, I was the odd one out, right? And so to me, I was trying to choose one over the other, just to be me, fuck the environment. They should they should already like me. And it's like, that's not how life works. If you're a cow going into a field full of horses, they're gonna see you as different. You have to make rapport with these people, these other cows and show them that, okay, I'm a horse, you're a cow, but we both eat grass. You know, we both like, you know, whatever birds on our back, build some rapport with people and then they respect you. Go around, say, the Holland people and be like, hey, I'm Chinese. This is my culture. Come around my house for food. We'll cook food. They have this amazing dish. They're not going to judge you anymore because they have this amazing dish. So now you've built that rapport with one person. Then you do the same with the other person. Maybe take them to a temple or some shit. And now you've individually built a connection with each person that as a collective whole, they already know you. Whereas for me, it was almost like going into a group, being the black sheep, expecting everyone to know me and respect me in the first place. And mm. I'm strangers to all of them. And throughout my whole five years at school, I was still strangers to all of them because I thought that, you know, you're supposed to be accepted. You shouldn't judge people. Yeah, that's a nice rule to have. But the reality is that cow is judging that horse thinking it's got a fucking long head. Why is, not, why is his head so long? You know, whereas I'm all stumpy and fat. So that is a very interesting point you said. And that goes back yeah, down to... Yeah, I think... Yeah, I think also when you think about like when we are children, like we are still finding our ways in the in the world. So everything we know is kind of like more the external environment. And it, we are kind of like developing as well as, as children. So everything that we think we are is actually based on our environment. And if we, if we were children and we were kind of like really owning and being confident with who we are, then our external environment will not be like, okay, you are different. You're not part of us. So you don't have, so you don't think like, okay, I actually have to change because I want to be part of them. But I think like through like the years as well, you're thinking about like, for me now, I am kind of like, I'm so like proud to be like a Chinese person. And because I'm proud to be a Chinese person, I've been like, my mom is like a Tai Chi teacher. So I've been learning about Tai Chi and like Chinese medicine. And when I'm speaking about it by my friends, they kind of like, they are so amazed about like the Chinese cultural rich history. Exactly. Even like the other day, my friend was asking, can you do a workshop for me about Feng Shui? And I was like, yeah. And we had like people from, all different cultures and they were so like they were so fascinated about the culture because who do, who doesn't want to have like one third more luck in their life even though it comes from Chinese culture but people want to have like the end goal what is it bring it to them so I think like when we are comfortable with ourselves we are loving ourselves who we are and then like no no external environment can shake us who we are so we don't have to change change to be actually like part of like another group we are like comfortable with who we are 
it's like I always dress differently. I always wear different color socks. I wear flowery um, tie dye clothes. There really is no dress sense with me. My blonde hair, which is actually mustard right now, just up and about. <laughs> um, and I, I'm used to people looking at me. Right. But because I walk in like I own the place with power, with confidence, people look at you completely differently rather than you're walking in like the shopping center. Everyone's normal. And you see this person, different color socks, different color hair. Why has he got a fanny pack on? And judging, if I charge past them down that aisle with confidence and swag with that powerful walk and a good stare, they're not going to be judging because you can't judge somebody or take somebody down who's strong, right? Like a fat person walking into a room knowing that she's going to be called names and she starts making whale noise. Hey, y'all, if you've made it to the end of listening to my podcast, would you mind rating me and leaving a review? And if you want to see what I get up to in my days off, then follow me on Instagram. It's yes, King Oliver. Bye.